Good evening, everyone. Welcome to TMA Sunday Night Live. Just remember, this is the podcast that you choose the topics and we will discuss them. So we've got plenty of topics um, to discuss once again tonight. Uh, just remember, we're in association, proudly in association with the Watford Football Club, former players club, fronted by Luther Blissett, Watford's favourite son, and Neil Price, Pricey, 1984 FA Cup final left back. So if you can hop over to facebook.com forward slash TaylorMade players, show much love for them. Right, okay, so um, as usual, I'm with the pigeon. I'm joined by Dino, who is a young man, Canadian Beer of the Week, Darren. And also, once again, proud um, to have on board once again the uh, Watford legend, wing wizard, superstar DJ, that is Nigel Callahan. Good evening, sir. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, good one, good one, good one. And also, if you just shout out as well, um, a massive happy birthday to Tom Wally. I mean, what a what a... I'll say it. Sorry, what a demigod! What a legend that guy is. And Kelly said before, and you know what? Uh, how much money that guy saved the club? He's an absolutely amazing, amazing coach. A, a so many players owe their career to Tom. Um, our, me and Ray had the honour and the privilege to have met him a couple of years ago. And um, yeah, happy birthday, Tom! What an absolute legend, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, you know him well as anyone, don't you? Yeah, um, Tom is brilliant. Um, He's, he's brought so many lads through the youth system that not only just played for the first team, they got a career out of football. Um, and that's because he instilled belief in us and he, he trained us hard. He was hard but fair. Um, and he's, like you say, them players cost the club nothing. And they, they've moved on to other clubs and, and got some money into the, to the club. So he's, he's done it both ways there. And uh, I hope he's enjoying his birthday because he don't sit still much, Tom. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's had a good one today, and uh, uh, his lovely wife Pauline as well. She's uh, she they're really good friends to me. The whole family. Good. What's your um? What's your um? Best memories of uh, Tom and uh, what under the um, stewardship of the great man? Uh, well, we just, it was just basically the matches that we played in the youth team. You know, it, it was like. He was he was virtually starving us on raw meat in some of the matches. You know, he wanted us to be that hard, um, but he was always he was always motivating you, making you feel that you were the best player out there. But if you didn't do it, you know, you'd soon know it with Tom, uh, and and that was it. Basically, it it's a different way of coaching now. <clears throat> Unfortunately, like back in them days, you could clobber someone and not get booked for it. You know, and, and in a fair tackle nowadays, you get the ball and if you get a blow, you get booked. Uh, it was a different way, like, way of life with Tom, but we all loved him. You know, you, you couldn't help but love Tom. He was just the character, and he was, uh, he was a bit like the uh, Dell boy of Watford Football Club. No, brilliant, mate. Um, massive happy, like I say, once again, massive happy birthday to Tom Wally um, today. I hope he had a fantastic um, birthday um, today. Right. Um, yeah, so plenty, plenty of you have um, put in a few. Uh, Questions to Callie. Firstly, Callie, your assessment of Watford's season so far. I know when we've always had you on, you've always had a you know very balanced view, but you're but sometimes quite hard hitting as well and truthful. So what do you what do you reckon? I don't know. Um, I mean, like you can't keep sacking managers and and not put any blame on the players. You know, like I don't think the squad's good enough. I don't think some of them have got the mental strength that they need to play at that level. Um, and, you know, they, like I said to you, the other day when they went 2-1 two, two down against Palace, 
and he just seemed to throw, throw the towel in. You know, it, it was inevitable it was going to be four goals same with the uh, cup final. So it's, I feel sorry for the fans because they're going through it at the moment and they don't yeah. deserve that. Uh, but they certainly deserve a bit more a uh, bit more hunger and passion out of the players, which I don't think they're getting at the moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. Um, Roy and Ray, um, what do you reckon of them so far, their impact? I mean, three clean sheets away from home from Roy, so he's certainly trying to move us in the right direction, but um, what's your opinion on those two? Kelly? Oh, sorry. I thought you saw the other two guys. Um, Apologies, mate. I only wish they got Roy in earlier, to be honest. Uh, I've, always, I've always said, why, why is it we don't get the English managers at Watford? You know, and to, to me, like, you know, they had Sean Dyche there. And look what he's done at Burnley um, on a limited budget. And obviously, the Italians don't want to spend much money on players. So it could have been ideal and they should have stuck with him. And I'm a firm believer in, in English managers. Um, you know, I. I'm not surprised Bielsa's got a lead. Uh, how the hell can you employ a manager who can't speak English? You know, to coach a side. I don't understand how that works. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish Roy was in earlier. I think they'd have got him in earlier. They would steady the boat a bit. Um, and you could have been looking at a situation in the table where you go, yeah, we're down the bottom half of the table. But even if we lose to Arsenal and Man United, we've still got a bit of breathing space. Whereas at the moment, I don't think there's any breathing space at all. You know, they're, they're win-win games. You've got to win them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, yeah, Darren, Dino, I'll get you guys in right now. Um, so I'll, I'll sit back and let you guys ask a few questions. But, yeah, Darren, mate, um, what's your, what, uh, obviously we didn't get you on yesterday afternoon. It was me and, me and Ray. But um, what's, your, what's your assessment on the United game um, yesterday? Yeah, I think, uh, to be fair, to go to Old Trafford and get a draw, that, uh, no matter what way uh, we did ride our luck. And, you know, the, the woodwork helps us a bit. But overall, the goal is drawn now, I'll take that. You know, it, it, it's, it's such a weird season. I mean, a week ago, the Villa performance was one of the performances of the season for me. That was superb. Yeah. And, and then you get your hopes up. Barkley, Palace. I mean, to me, the, the one thing, my, my head says we're going to go down. My heart says, well, of our remaining home games, we've got to play Everton, Burnley. Uh, who's down there with us? Leeds United and yep. Brentford, all Bridge Road. They're massive games and they are three pointers. Nigel's right. You know, we need three points then because if you get a draw, that just helps the other team as well. So we've got to got to go you know um but yeah overall I, I was happy with it you know we were a little bit fortunate um but but uh like samir yesterday what a performance that was it's a shame that we didn't get that guy in the summer you know absolutely magnificent and i gotta hold my hand up you know a couple of months ago i was saying i thought we have enough for this league and ray of he looks he's tremendous again he looks five years younger actually. yeah Anyway, I'll pass it to Dino. Cheers. Yeah. Dino. <laughs> um, yeah, of course, I think most Watford fans would definitely take a point. Another clean sheet at United. We were lucky. I can't say we weren't. You know, Ronaldo offside, hitting the post. 
and like and like Roy said, to be fair, it does show there is character in this Watford team after getting absolutely hammered at home by Palace. You could easily fold, sulk and not get on with it. And to go there and have character and to do the job and to come away with a nil-nil draw is is brilliant. But what worries us is the consistency because now we go home and our home form's absolutely terrible and Arsenal are probably turn us over and like Callie said we've got to win these games even against Arsenal we can do it and we we've done it before but points now that was a great point don't get me wrong but we do need to beat Arsenal really to kick it on we just need to score at the other end I'm very happy with Roy and Ray they've done a great job we haven't had a clean sheet until they've come in and now we've got three so they're doing a great job just need to figure out how to put it in the back of the net now mm. I think, I think the problem is at the moment though <clears throat> Saturday's game is saying we scraped a point um, and they they had the majority of the game like if, if that happens week in a week out <clears throat> excuse me you're going to lose more games than you're going to win and you're not going to get draws out of them so the performance has got to be better and that, that's that's the thing you know um, Royce, Royce I think what's Royce doing he's, try, he's trying to you know stop the goals going in at the moment but back in our day, I mean, like, we used to let two goals in, three goals a game, but we'd score four. You know, we, we was an attacking side, so you always knew Watford were going to score. We hardly had any nil-nil draws. Um, so, you know, it's, it is like they've got to start winning, simple as. And I'll tell you what, it, I, I look at the forums that are on Facebook, um, yours and other ones, and I tell you, it, it's, it's noticeable this season that a lot of fans are starting to get disgruntled, they're starting to turn against the club in, in some ways. You know, these are loyal fans, but they've had enough now. You can tell by the remarks that are going on the social network. Mm. So they've got to do something down there, you know, the owners, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, just try to slight change of direction um, after the United game, though, when we've got a couple of people put in a couple of little tidbits for you, Callie. He says... Um, Watford Woody, we call him AKA Gavin Mann. He says, um, "What? Who did Callie like um, most in the Watford team, and who did he not get on with, and why? Was there anyone at all?" Or um, we got, I got on with everyone. We we was one one solid family at Watford, the squad. Yeah. Um, I got on well with Ian Bolton. He was my roommate. Um, we were the only two that stayed up late on a Friday night. We were playing one of them Nintendos till about one o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> but all, all the others used to like going to bed about nine o'clock, ten o'clock, because uh, obviously they've, they've got kids, young kids at home, and uh, it's like having a night off in a hotel. So, uh, yeah, probably like Barnsley and Kenny Jacket, Steve Cherry were all my age, so we used to hang out quite a lot. Uh, but Ian, Ian had all the technology, Ian Bolton. He had the latest video recorder and he used to get these um, dodgy films. Not dodgy films, but the um, ones all on at the cinema that you, couldn't, you shouldn't be getting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we all go around to his house and watch, watch, watch a major film out there. And uh, it was good. The, the atmosphere in Watford in my day is brilliant. There was no superstars. We weren't on mega bucks wages, uh, but we wanted to win, you know, and, and everything was new and. We had that, like I said, we had that hunger. You know, we had that uh, dislike to to not win matches. Every match we lost was two hundred and fifty quid down the drain. So, you know, um, it it was totally different back in them days. But the squad were brilliant. I don't think 
I don't think there's one player I didn't get on with at Watford. Mm, definitely. Boys, anything before I throw out the uh, next question to Kelly or anything you got Anything you got on there? I just remember seeing uh, Cuddy get a couple of nice goals up at uh, Notts County. I was watching on YouTube the other week, actually. And uh, I think it finished 5-3 to And there was, yeah. there was a, a lovely goal you took in from the right. I think it might have been with your left peg, but straight in the bottom of the left. Nice one. Yeah, I should have had a hat-trick that day. Um, I think we went 1-0 down or 2-0 down, something like But even, even then, I, I just couldn't see us losing in Notts County. Um, and I got the first one with my left foot. And then I got that one. As soon as the ball came out to me, I just thought, I'm going to eat this. <laughs> um, and, it, and it was a beauty, yeah. Um, I enjoyed that match. Yeah. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant, mate. Dino, anything, mate? Um, yeah, it's more about now, Kelly. Why, why is it so hard for a manager now to give like a reserve player a chance at Watford? Because there must be some good players there, but a manager never gets a chance to give them a game. You know, there must be some good players there. If not, what's the point in having a reserve squad if they're not going to get a chance at the first time? I think, um, I think a lot of that's down to the pressure that the managers are under to get results, and you know the audio directors and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the Taylor came with a six-year plan and Wolfie, you're lucky if you get six months now. Like, if you ain't the results, you're out. And um, I think that's slightly what puts puts uh, bosses off flooding young players, especially if you're down the bottom half of the table. You know, if, if you're going well and you're up the top half and you're playing one of the sides down the bottom, then you can probably give a few younger players a debut and see how they go. Um, and I, I think that's the main reason. Even probably Man United, Liverpool, them clubs like you know, even them you don't really, they don't put a lot of youngsters in. They, you know, most of them bought players to the club. But the ones they've got up there are obviously doing the business. Um, Rashford and all that lot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably. It. I think it's just pressure of, of getting sacked. I think the, man, the managers know they've got to get points and put kids in there. Going to get them. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, got a few people messaging in as well. Um, Kevin Lewell, good evening, gentlemen. What a lineup! Thanks, Kev. Nice one, mate. Um, Halsey um, says, I feel sorry for the young translator lad at Leeds. His TV career is finished. Um, yeah, the streets never forget, by the way. Um, hi there, lads. We've got as well Wayne Lauver. Um, that says, I watched the match of day highlights. Blimey, even though I knew it ended nil nil, I was still watching from behind the sofa till the final whistle. How Man United didn't score, I've no idea. Uh, Greg, evening, Greg, says I was there. Old Trafford yesterday and our boys were totally drilled and organised. Fantastic to hear, mate. And um, Angela, it's the Four Musketeers. Um, so, yeah. I'm not D'Artagnan, put that way, um, Angela. I'm not I'm not taking that mantle on. No, I'll let Darren have that. Um, Angela's also said, um, Canadian D'Artagnan, by the way, um, it says, Hi, Nige, what was your favourite ground you ever played at? I mean, she probably assumes it's probably the Vic, but um, is there any... Oh, other... <laughs> um, I, I, when I played Derby for Watford, I hated the baseball ground. Uh, when I joined Derby, I liked, it was actually good being inside a baseball ground because of the, the atmosphere in there. Uh, but playing at away grounds, I suppose the one I enjoyed most was playing at Old Trafford because I always seemed to do well there and I always seemed to score against Man United. Um, so, yeah, Trafford's one of them. I've, Liverpool and Everton, definitely no-nos. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
all my career with three clubs. I never won once at Everton or Liverpool. So uh, Newcastle was good. I, I used to like playing at Newcastle's ground. That was a good atmosphere up there as well. Brilliant. Boys, anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny, Kelly, because I, as a kid growing up, I lived in South Oxy and then Carpenter's Park. And I can remember Vivian, uh, sitting on the, the top of the hallway with the old Radio 2 commentary when you when you got the equaliser at Old Trafford on the opening day of the season. Yeah, it was the last, last kick of the game, weren't it? it was oh, right yeah, and then, and then that was a season that Graham Taylor, he weren't happy with us in pre season because we didn't sign the um, incentive schemes. Um, so he, he was, his team tour was more or less, I'm not happy with your pre season, you've been crap training, all that. Like he says, if you, if you don't play the best of your ability out there, they'll hammer you today. So, uh, but we went out there and we, we matched them and we got what we deserved in the end. I think, we, you know, we was good for the win that day. Yeah. Yeah. I always see my score against Man United. I've got two, two of them against me. <laughs> As you do. I'll tell you, I, I tell you what, was, what was really funny was like, when I left Watford and I went to Derby, because Watford was like a, a massive wide open pitch, weren't it? You know? Yeah. yeah. And then I've got a Derby uh, and the baseball grounds are virtually white on top of you. And when I came back and played the first time back for Derby against Watford, I went out on that pitch and it seemed bloody huge. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't realise it was this big. Um, so, you know, yeah, you get used to certain grounds where you, you're happy playing at. Uh, Man United was definitely one for me. Brilliant, mate. Dino, anything, mate? Um, who was the toughest player you played against, Kelly? Toughest? Stuart Pearce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most nutcase, Pat Van Den um, Mark Dennis was a pain in the ass as well, but definitely Van Den Hel was a nutcase. He, he was just I when the ref weren't looking at him, his elbow in your face, and uh, Stuart Pierce to just tell you he's going to break your legs in the next tackle. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, he, he was hard but fair, Stuart. He wasn't he wasn't a dirty player, but he was a hard player. Yeah, he loved the tackle. I think a lot of people, a lot of pods I've been watching on YouTube said he was going for, he was flying in for tackles in training and stuff, and they just let him get on with it. They just didn't want, to, didn't want to, didn't want a piece of him at all. But like you said, he's hard but fair. Prices like that with me in training. When I when we used to have these full scale practice matches on Friday morning, Price would be kicking lumps out of me. <laughs> 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 he's, he's, he's a little bit crazy, Pricey, but Pricey, yeah, definitely. Definitely, mate. Um, we've got, right, Sandra Pierce has said, um, realistically, and I'll, go, I'll start with you, Callie, with this one. He says, realistically, with results going the way that uh, did over the weekend and on paper, Brentford leads, Everton being dragged into the relegation battle and Bielsa obviously getting his um, marching orders at Leeds. Can we beat the drop? So, do you reckon, you know, it's still, still possible for the Hornets? Listen up. Any, anything's possible with the way football results go. Um, but, the more games we don't win, the, the less chance you've got of staying up. And I don't think, I don't think Everton are going to get dragged into it. I don't think New, I think Newcastle are more or less flying now. Brentford, possibly, but I think I think it's going to come from the bottom four at the moment. But we we just got to, you know, Burnley got to start losing, and we got to start winning. It's as simple as that. It's, it's the same situation. Derby at the moment. Obviously, I follow them as well. You know, 
they've done brilliant, uh, but they still need they can't afford to get draws and they can't afford losses. They need wins. Um, nothing but wins will keep them up. So I think that's that's bottom line when it's Arsenal, when it's Brentford, Watford have got to win. They've got to start winning. Mm, definitely. Darren, mate, what do, what do you reckon? You still, you still think we can stay up? Um, or are you still we, in the, we, sitting on the fence? I think, Sorry, I mate, think it's going to be very hard for Derby to stay up now. Um, the results have had to go their way. As It's the same situation with Watford at the moment. You know, I, I was... I was waving the uh, alarm bells three months ago with Watford. I, even then, I didn't think they were playing well enough. Um, and, and the year that they got to the final with City, I think, and then they started off the season and, and they didn't start off well. And then they played City again and City murdered them. And that just seemed to be the end of the season after that. And you could tell they weren't going to stay up. Uh, so it's the players, someone in that dressing room needs to get hold of the players. You know, one of the one of the players who's a leader needs to get hold of them, and they got to start realizing they're fighting for their careers at the moment. Yeah, that's what it is at the end of the day because they ain't going to get paid the same money in in the division below, and some of them might go like so. They got to start playing as if their lives depended on it. And uh, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any players in that side at the moment that you know will roll their sleeves up and get in amongst the people. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, Darren, mate, do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon it's um, still possible? I think it's still possible. I mean, the, the crazy thing is with the way our season's been. As I said, we're playing four in the bottom team. Now. Yeah, and it, we've still got to go. We've got Liverpool, uh, but knowing the way our squad is, I'm just getting three draws at those clubs. But losing at home to the ones that we really need to take the points off of. So, again, you know, my, my heart is desperate for us to stay up, but my head says it's going to be very, very tough. And I agree with like the caddy there. I think for me, Brentford and Leeds are certainly in a bit of free fall at the moment, which gives us a glimmer. But also, what goes against this is Burnley has started. I did not expect Burnley to beat Tottenham, especially that win at City. So it's a crazy season. Crazy. So, yeah. Do you know? Um, it's still possible. I still don't believe we're going to stay up because uh, I'll see what's I'll see what's going to happen with Arsenal. If we can beat Arsenal, it might kick some belief into me. But we're so bloody inconsistent. One great game, then like Caddy said, it weren't great against United. We sat back, but we still got the point. And then the next game, it goes terrible. So it is still possible but results have got to go our way and we have got definitely got to start picking up three points now you know points good here or there when you're above relegation but when you're in it it's just not enough to get out so we really have the three boys at top have really got to start scoring because they are good enough for this division they just can't bloody find the net i don't know what's up with them at the moment maybe bring pedro in because he's been playing well for us and he, he keeps getting dropped for some strange reason. I do not know why. Mm. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, right, OK, guys and girls, just remember we're um, proudly associated with the former Players Club. Get on over to um, www.facebook.com forward players. Uh, also, nine o'clock tonight, um, Kelly's got his show, so we'll get him to plug that very, very shortly because I know he's got to go um, soon. But... Um, one more, I'll post it up already. It says, um, Greg Thika said to you, Callie, did you ever come up against Julian Dix? 
Um, I'm not sure actually. Um, I probably haven't because if it kicks me, I don't know about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you tend to remember the ones that kick. <laughs> um, I'm not sure actually. I, I don't think I did come up against Julian. If I did, he must have been young when I came up against him. But um, yeah, he's another hard player. <laughs> mm, definitely, mate. Right, we're going to. Um... We're, I'll throw this out to everyone. We're doing it every single week. We were, and I'll, I'll take Peter's um, from Uorns TV's lead on this because he wanted to do five-a-side teams throughout the um, decades. We're going to start with the 70s. Um, Cal, if you can remember any of the um, 70s players, we're going to do our top um, five-a-side team um, from the 70s this week. So, guys and girls out there, if you can start put your thinking caps on, you've got about half an hour. Your top, um, if you can remember that far back, I think we're, I know we've got a, um, a younger generation of um, podcast fans as well on here. But if you can um, remember that far back, guys and girls, your top, um, for your five-a-side team from Watford in the 1970s. I've written a few down here, so I'll put them out very shortly and I'll get these two boys' views on that as well. And I know Darren's got a... Um, Little tidbit coming up very shortly as well as long uh, as well as the beer of the week. But um, Kelly, mate, um, I know it's a bit of a on the spot question. You've got any any sort of? You don't have to be the full five side team, but you got any um, idea of certain players or people you might have put in there? Tony Curry in it. He was a Montfermeil. Yeah, Scullion definitely. He was my hero, Stuart Scullion. Yeah. Oh, seventies, seventies, seventies. I don't know whether Keith Mercer would be a good five-a-side player, but... Oh, Mercer, yeah. A few of them about. Um, I don't know, Barry Endian, as a, as a centre-forward, Carl's fashion centre-forward. Um, yeah, I'm mostly forwards, mate. I can't remember. Duncan Wellborn, I can remember. Got to watch him quite a few times. And uh, You're talking about five-a-side teams now, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to get me thinking cap on for that one. I'll def definitely, mate. I'll get. I'll message you in the week, mate, and I'll definitely get your answer. And uh, we'll definitely. What I'll do is I'll get your '80s one for next Sunday, Callie, and I'll shout it out as well, mate. And um, yes, you're allowed to put yourself in it, mate. By the way, I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think one or two people might put you in it as well. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Technically, we can put you in the '70s one. To be fair, because then you um you were you were in and around the team in the late '70s, weren't you? Or was it the yeah. early eighties? You made you don't, yeah. Bliss it as well. <laughs> yeah, seventeen on it. Then, yeah. yeah. I can't even, I'm not sure what year mate, it was. I came on against. Uh, I made my debut against Burnley. Uh, don't know whether that. I think that was the early eighties, wasn't it? Was it early eighties? Might have been early eighties. I know you're in and around the club, so technically, we, technically, we could drop you in there anyway, um, out of convenience because you. <laughs> Yeah, again, like what I'm saying is like Kenny Jackie and Steve Terry have got into the side before me, and I think that was the year that Watford was struggling a bit. We were sort of down the bottom half of the league, and Taylor was going to Tom Wally said to me, Taylor would have put you in with six games to go if the club was safe, but he didn't want to put pressure on a 17 year old coming into the side uh, when we're down the bottom. Mm. So I think it's only until the last few games where we was more or less safe. Um, they gave me my chance. So again, again, like I said, there's, there's pressure on managers, and that's probably why they're not bringing the young ones through. Yeah, true, mate. True, mate. Um, just cut a couple just before you finish. Um, 
Woody's saying every kid in Wat in Watford wanted to be Cali in the eighties. Um, we've also got um, Woody saying hi guys. So sorry I'm late. Hi Cali, that's from Woody. That's unacceptable, mate. By the way. Um, also, Lee Cusack says I played left back at Bushy Meads back in the day, and Cali St Michael's didn't get past me once. Uh, he got past me. Uh, he got past me every time. <laughs> 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 Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Right. Okay. Um, Kelly, so you've got a show at nine o'clock tonight. I know you've got to run. So um, what's it about, mate? Uh, it's just my Mixed Cloud show. I, I switched over from Facebook on the Mixed Cloud because Facebook have just been in uh, twats, to be honest. Like, they were taking us off every 10 minutes. Um, so Mixed Cloud is a company that I pay a subscription to every month it's nine pound a month it allows me to play anything i want um any genre of music uh I can, I go on for about six hours if you want and and basically um they've got a tip jar on there so if people want to sort of like tip you a drink tip you a five or something like that um and they're happy with the music uh then they can tip you so that's quite a good, a good little idea really so i'll buy you a drink uh but yeah it's, it's really good i've, I've got like, so many new people on there now i've got people from South Africa, Australia, uh, USA, Scotland, <laughs> everywhere. There's a lot of new people that come on since I've been on it. And I'm getting around about 300 to 350 views a night. So it's, it's, it's kind of really Yeah, and it's good. A lot of people are making friends on there, you know, new friends. Because um, the message board's really active and, and it's a friendly bunch on there, you know. Um, if, I, if I get any idiots making comments, then I just block them. Uh, so it's, it's good on there. It's a good message board. Yeah, definitely, mate. And um, guys and girls, get over to mixedcloud.com forward slash live forward slash Nigel Callahan at nine o'clock tonight. Uh, make sure you get over this. Fantastic. He did fantastic. Um, I, he won't mind me saying this. You were absolutely amazing during lockdown, mate. With everyone, you kept everyone entertained um, during the week. It was absolutely amazing, fella. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Um, yeah, Woody, I will put up the link um, on the forum ASAP, mate. So I'll get I'll get that on so you can all get on and um, see Callie. Callie, mate, Godspeed. I will um, speak to you in the week. Um, thank you ever so much. It's been an honour and a privilege once again having you um, share the floor with us on the podcast, mate. It's, it's always fun coming on, mate. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's hope we fight until the end of the season and we stay up, all right? So uh, maybe I'll call the fans out there. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Cheers, Kelly. Take Cheers, easy, Kelly. mate. Cheers. Right, so that's Nigel Cannon. So get over to mixcloud.com forward slash live forward slash Nigel Callahan at nine o'clock. Uh, Woody, I will 110% um, post that up. So, yeah, just a massive, massive thank you um, to Nigel Callahan uh, for coming on once again. Absolutely awesome, Kelly. Thank you very much, mate. Um, at the end of the show, I'll be um, shouting out a couple of uh, special guests, one on Friday night and one on Sunday. So um, we'll be shouting that out just before we go. Um, can I just say, guys and girls, um, um, almost um, almost the granddad, um, she's um, in hospital at the moment, my um, my little girl, um, Lucianne, um, with her other half, Liam. So um, hopefully uh, by tomorrow, um, she's all she's all right, guys and girls. Um, she's all healthy. The baby's all healthy. But um, hopefully by tomorrow night, um, me and the missus will be grandparents. So um, we'll obviously, as soon as I get a picture, I'll post that up on Talamade Army. Um, unfortunately, his side, some of them support that team. So um, hopefully that will not um, 
<laughs> hopefully um, the shirt will not be put on Mrs. just laughing at me over there but um, yeah like I said um, good luck to um, my daughter and her other half um, Liam so um, I'll keep everyone posted and um, we'll um, make sure we'll get a few um, pictures of her with um, something Watford related definitely as soon as he gets back here I certainly will anyway mate um, right okay so Dave said Kelly would you oh we sort of Dave I do apologize mate he's put up his question he said do you um, would you have um, Wayne Rooney at Watford next season? We can answer this, actually. Um, after the amazing job he's done at Derby so far this season, or uh, come in and work with Roy. Um, yeah, we'll get we'll get that up, actually. And we've got, a, I think Sandra's already put up um, her 1970s team. So if, um, we'll go with that Dave's thing first. Would you ever consider Rooney, just say for argument's sake, you know, he came available and um, would you consider him managing Watford next season? If, say Roy doesn't stay on Darren for me I do agree I think Rooney's done a superb job at Derby fair play to the lad I just do have a concern with so often in life players great players always becoming great managers not always but I don't know honestly right now mate I'm, I'm at a kind of a crossroads with where the club's going because I think regardless of whether we stay up or go, I think Roy will probably retire. I mean, at 74, I would, but, you know, but uh, it's, it's a fair point. And I, I do love the idea of a young guy, I've always enjoyed, like, like this as a partnership, a younger guy working with an experienced guy in the background. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a lot of success to be had by that, I think. So that's a good shout, good shout. Not, not the worst possible uh, partnership you could have, for sure. Yeah, Dino, mate, what do you reckon? Um, not at a moment. He's done a great job, Rooney. Don't get me wrong; he's a great player. I, I think he can become a a good manager, but he's still young. He's got one hell of a lot to learn. I, I, not at the moment at our club. I, I wouldn't say no if he did come in. I'd yeah. support him like we all would. But to work with Roy, yes, you like like Darren said, to work with an older manager to learn off of him would would be good. I wouldn't be against that, but. To be in charge of us, nah, not yet. No, I think it's a couple of years too early. But I said I wouldn't mind Scott Parker. That's the sort of one I want. I did say Lampard, but I wouldn't mind someone like Scott Parker coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, okay. So we've got a few. Um, Darren, Dino, you got a United Seventies team yet, or shall I read out um, a couple of the? Uh, well, still, I'm going to struggle with that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> right, okay. Instead of that, uh, do you want a bit more time or do you want to just give out your um, notable um, players that you would put in there? No, Dino? Darren, do you nah, want to give a bit more time for that? Well, I, I just think it, it's tough because there's, there's, there's several. I mean, and ironically, Callie mentioned a few. Like, first off in, first off in net, I always think of Andy Rankin. Um Ironically, talking about Tom Wally, I remember seeing Tom Wally. Yeah, he was well known for having a really hard shot. And I remember him scoring a screamer at the Vicarage Road end in a 2-0 win over Northampton on a night. I was sitting with my good old mate Mick and his mum and dad. And it was before, it was what was the old stand before it became house. And he, he belted it. Yeah, I remember that. It was Tom Wally. For me, Barry ending because that kind of... That 1-0 win over Liverpool really was the, the biggest thing of its day. That was a massive, massive result for little old Watford beating a very good... If you ever look back on the old film of that, uh, that, that was the up-and-coming Liverpool team that went on to become dominant. And apparently the story is Shankly was so angry 
that we beat them 1-0. He kept the players locked in the dressing room for an hour, just in an absolute tirade. To him, Tony Curry's a good shout too. Wellborn was a legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough one though. Um, for me, it's just a lot of memories because I mean, but also some pretty dark times in the in the seventies, especially early in mid seventies. We, you know, we yeah. had some dark. Had some. Had some. I remember, you know, we drew one all with Sunderland. I remember this with my dad. <laughs> we got a penalty, and I think it was Ron Wig. Ron Wig scored the goal, if my memory's right. Now, I think he ended up, bless him, retiring in America. And uh, just a, a, everyone said he was really good at football coaching. He was an outstanding guy. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. And I feel sorry for Dino because he's a lot younger than me. So it'd be pretty tough for the, for the guy to, to name some. Interested to see what the folks are saying, though. Yeah, exactly. I'll put them up. I'll tell you what, I dread the 80s one. I really do because it's going to be so hard. It really is. Um, right, before I put my one up, because it's changed three or four times um, while we were talking, but got Gavin James Rickett says, Rankin, Ellis, Booth, Endine and Blissett. Um, that's a bloody good shout there, mate. Well done. Um, so Sandra's put Steele, Garner, Downs, Mays and Jocelyn. That's another very, very good shout, actually. Um, I've put uh, Rankin and Goal. I put Wellborn. Uh, Scullion, um, Keith Mercer. I've got Keith Mercer. I, um, I love Keith Mercer. He's actually brilliant. And Jocelyn, as my thing. But it's so hard because we put Edie as well and Tom Wally I could throw in there. But um, yeah. it's not as hard as the 80s one, but it's very, very close. Um, yeah, def definitely. That's, that's going to be my my five. Um, I had to go through a few before we went live as well, just to make sure I don't forget anyone. But they were my, I had about three or four picked already, but I wanted to go through a lot of the 70s, 70s teams just to make sure I haven't um, picked and uh, lost anyone. But Lufa, you're definitely in my 80s team. That's a de definite pick and so is Cali. So that's a spoiler for my 80s team, but that way. Um, yeah, de definitely. But I I'll tell you what, Scullion um, was one that um, that Emma Mercer were two players that my dad always said uh, were his favourite players in the seventies. Uh, like I said to you, God worshipped um, Cliff Holton, um, <laughs> Holton and Blissett. He absolutely loved them. So um, yeah, yeah, they were def <laughs> definitely two. Obviously, Holton was. Uh, what's that? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say it's funny because as well with with Tony Curry and with Scullion, both of them went from Watford to Sheffield United, who were a, a decent, decent, tidy side at that time. So. Kind of funny how sometimes players migrate to the same club, you know. And, and yeah, Scullion was, I remember Scullion, the memory I have of him, he was tearing down the wing and then he just stopped the ball dead and kind of done a step over, which was kind of unusual at that time in, you know, in football. And then I can't think, another guy at Watford, like guy came behind him and they just, they just had this beautiful bit of link-up play, but it was just unusual because you didn't see those kind of silky skills from no. play, English players, particularly at that time. That, that would have been, I don't know what year it was, but it was early 70s, I'm guessing. So. Good, I'm just rambling, but good memories. Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, the, the, I mean, I looked at the one with Ken Furphy as manager and the team he had. Um, Jesus Christ, what a team! What a team he had. I mean, Jesus Christ, I thought they would have done better than they even did at the time, but yeah. Yeah, very, very good side. Didn't they get to the semi-final of the FA Cup as well? Yeah, yeah. That was yep. the, the one over Liverpool. 
with ending. And then, unfortunately, we played Chelsea at White Hart Lane. Uh, Chelsea went one up. We got one back, and then they thumped us 5-1. But that was Chelsea with Osgood and... Yeah, Howes. they didn't have a bad side, did they? <laughs> and that was the classic FA Cup final in 70 with Leeds that went to 2-2 at Wembley and then the replay. And the replay was the game that they reckon, with modern refereeing, would have had nine red cards. There's, if, ever, if ever you see yes. it, it is... It's a bloody, it's a bloodbath, really. Without, you know, it was unbelievable. But like, you know, people like Ron Harris and uh, Bremner, you know, they were hard men, and they they kicked the crap out. Oh, of Chopper them. Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, so, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Ian Walton Moore and Steve Zickler watching. Evening, guys. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Darren, you've got. Um, have you been hard at work with your um, blast from the past, mate? Yeah, I was thinking about, for me, just what anybody's great. Because I think before we were doing the football shirts, right? Favourite yeah. shirts. And just for me, it was what would be anybody's... If there's one game you could go back and watch again or experience again, what would it be? And like for me, it's an easy one just because it was uh, May 99, the last game before we left England to come to Canada. So when we beat Bolton 2-0 at Wembley... That for me, oh. just yeah. what a day, a whole day. I remember that morning getting up, laying out, and the son was a huge Alec Chamberlain fan, so we laid out our shirts and we got all ready. My dad done us a cooked breakfast, got the train up, and uh, yeah, and then of course, Nick Wright that was the first time Watford had ever scored at Wembley that beautiful overhead kick, and just for me, the. the I mean, obviously, there's the emotion of it. It was, it was just literally weeks before we emigrated, so it was a very powerful day. But it was magic to see us win. And, of course, for Graham Taylor, for all the flack he had taken off of the horrendous media, for him to come back and succeed the way he did was a wonderful thing. Because as, I know as much as he's a club hero, but he was an absolute gentleman. He really was. And it was so great for him and for all of us to see that. And, and literally the half of Wembley, just a massive yellow, black and red, that's... You know, that would go with me to my grave. It's just a brilliant memory. So that was just my thought for everybody out there and you two lads as well. If there's a game you could go back in time and experience again, what would it be? Dino, mate, I'll let you answer first, mate. I'm afraid it's the same, Darren. Um, me and Pidge <laughs> had this conversation when we won the semi-final against Wolves. That comes a close second. That was magnificent. But I, I remember that day. I remember getting up with my old man, the uncle come. Took one of our girl cousins with her. She's never been. That was her first game. It was just magnificent from the start, from the morning, seeing thousands of Watford fans on the train. When you got there, the pubs were packed with, you know, like we outnumbered them. We didn't, but it just seemed like we outnumbered them. And when that first goal went in by Nick Wright, God, I think I got mugged by about six Watford fans I've never met before in my life. The atmosphere was just crazy and yeah, I, I just love old Wembley. It's a shame it got torn down, walking there, you know. Everything was brilliant about that. And I'd like to say another thing, but I'll be lying, to be honest with you. It's got to be that one. Like I said, Wolves semi-final is close when we beat them in the semi. That's a very close, but it can't beat 99. And, of course, Graham Taylor doing it as well. Great man being there. And Alan Smart yeah. crying when he scored. Two players we got on a cheap. 
you know, and they both were very good for us. Both did the bizzo, great teams. Chamberlain having a great game in goal, like he always does. And yeah, I'm afraid it's the same as you, Darren. I, I can't lie about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, go on, Darren. Go on, mate. Sorry, I was just going to say with Chamberlain, I remember so clearly the the second leg of the playoff semi final at Birmingham City. That was probably one of the finest goalkeeping performances in Watford history. It's not that easy to, I don't think it's that easy to see on YouTube, but that day he was insanely, or that night he was insane. Because I think Birmingham went, went up after about four minutes and it was full on, full on, like, you know, pressure, pressure, pressure. And he was magnificent. And then even, and, and Dino was spot on, because in the, in the Bolton game, particularly in the first half, Bolton were putting it on for, for a good 20 minutes. And they had some class players. And Chamberlain was just playing out of his skin. Great memories. But yeah, no, good call, Dino. It's interesting. I'm glad you enjoyed that too. Brilliant memories. Yeah, definitely. But if I had to go and replay a game, it'd definitely be the FA Cup final when we got spanked 6-0 and it, we could correct the score 110% because the whole day, I mean, I can tell, well, like say my grandchildren, which will be very, very shortly, that I went to an <laughs> FA Cup final. Just a shame the um, result was crap. But, you know, at least I said, <laughs> I, I, you know, I remember going to one. But, um, yeah, the the... The Wolves game comes close to 99, but 99 will definitely be the one. The whole day, just revisiting the whole day and the um, the result and everything. If you took away the Wembley results, then 110% Watford, um, Luton nil, Watford 4, 110%. Yeah. I've got to do that one again. Um, that non non Wembley game, that <laughs> you know, you know my affiliate, you know my love um, <laughs> for that type of derby. And yeah, that'll be 110%. Will be the one that I would want to um, see this thing. Yeah, 100%. Because, I, you know, I never... I, I was too young to go to the Carlisle Slouten, you know, home game and those ones. I'd love... I, I'll tell you what, another club game I'd love to think, because I don't remember much of it, was the Walsall game, one of the replays in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. When they scored and Luther went right down the other end and scored. I'd love to go back to that game and just remember... Um, what that was like, you know, the old ground and, you know, the old style of the ground and the team and just appreciate how good that side that we had under Taylor really was because, like I say, me and Dina were just, you know, we were, we were alive during that era. We were just too young to really remember or appreciate actually how good that side in the 80s was. I mean, when you look at lineups now and it's like, Jesus Christ, what a team we had back then. You know, it was With unreal, wasn't it? It was Kaiser's loud, and I remember that so well that night. It was, it was one of those games whereby you just, you know, sometimes you turn up, especially midweek games of the Vic and Magic anyway. But it just felt like we we lost three one the week or two weeks before, and it felt like it wasn't impossible. And the team came out, and it was weird because this will sound funny, but that night we wore black shorts and black socks, which we didn't used to do yeah. then. It was more red era, right? And they had a, a three or four West, because it was then West Germany, they had three or four West German internationals who were quality, as you'd expect. But I think we went two up really quick. And I was at the Vic with my mates, or the Vic, the Vic we rode in with my mates then. And the atmosphere was just, you just felt we were going to win. You know, it was just one of those absolute magical nights that, yeah, that would be another close second, I guess, especially for me, so... Anyway, I keep rambling because it's the past. <laughs> no, 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 it's good, mate. No, but it's always nice to remember the past. I mean, you, you, I always say you got to respect the past to appreciate 
appreciate the future and um you know looking ahead and um all those kind of things so you know it's nothing wrong with looking at the past we're not stuck in the past we like just like to acknowledge and appreciate um what came before it and um that's what like we say that's what keeps the memories alive you know the likes of the blissets the callies and players like that you know we and our fathers and you know we're passing it on to our children they pass it on to their children and that's how these legends are, are known you know even like danny Danny Iron saying that, you know, his demerits and the, the Gavin Barnes of his era, you know, he'd be passing that on to his children and stuff and saying how great those players were. You know, people might say, oh, they might not be as good as, say, like Blissett and Cali, but they were his sort of era. So he's passing that sort of um, stuff on. So, you know, every era, um, these players will get remembered. You know, they're le legends forever, aren't they? Definitely. Um, right. OK, so bit of non-league news. We'll put on... Keep on pa passing up your comments. There's about 10 minutes to go. Um, bit of non-league news. So, Hemeltown, the 11th, currently in the table after the result away 2-1. They beat Welling United yesterday. So, well done to the Tudors. Um, next Saturday, they are away to um, Dorking Wanderers. 3pm kickoff. That's in the league. So, obviously, because now we're playing on Sunday. If any of you can get on to, to any of these fixes, I'll shout out. Um, support your non-league team, then please, please do so. Well done to the Tudors. Hopefully you can kick on and um, go up the table, um, starting with Dorking Wanderers next Saturday. Right, the Saints, St. Albans City, uh, one at home, 3-2 to Bath City in the league. And they're at home next Saturday and they travel to Eastbourne Borough. And that's a 3pm kickoff. Um, Cheshire United beat Hanley, uh, was it Hartley, Wintley, uh, 1-0 away. That was yesterday. Uh, they're at home next Saturday. They're playing Met Police. Um, hopefully no criminal convictions are in order there. Uh, it's a 3pm kickoff um, for Chesham. Um, oh, Burkham, I said Burkham City Town. It's Burko FC. Uh, they beat Didcot 2-0 at home in the league. That was yesterday also. Uh, this Tuesday night, they're away to Welling Garden City. That's a 7.45 kickoff. For Berkhamsted FC. Right, Woody, South Park, mate, I've got it. Um, they're keeping up their unbeaten run, young man. Uh, nil nil, um, a home to Staines Town. So it was Kenny versus Ali G um, yesterday at home. So that's, a, that's another clean sheet, clean sheets all round. Um, and Tuesday night, mate, if you want to get down there, they're at home, Fortress South Park, a home against Guernsey. That's a 7.45 kickoff, Woody. So um, the unbeaten run. For the mighty South Park continues, definitely. Um, no way, clean sheet again. That's from Woody. No, mate, you've got to believe it. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely clean sheet. Um, Halsey, yeah, Hans Peter uh, Briegel was one of the better known German internationals who played for Kaiserslautern that night. Good shout there, Halsey. Um, yeah, definitely, mate. No, sorry, Darren, go on, mate. No, I'm just saying, good shout, Ian. That's right. I remember there was, yeah. You know, great side that side. You know, and uh, it's just a magical memory, right? I mean, like I said, I've said this many times. I remember so clearly one Christmas. It would have been about 1968. Mum and Dad got me a little. It was just basically like a satchel bag, and it had printed on it Watford. And I think they probably got it in Watford Market. And I remember I was wearing it to school the first day back after. And Mick, and Mick was the guy I've mentioned before. He used to, he was a season ticket holder from the age of six. He ended up, he's passed now, he's passed on. But he used to collect a key ring from every ground he would go to. And by the time he died, he had 76 key rings. Because, of course, Watford were, you know, in, in, in the 70s, in, in the bottom two tiers and 
playing teams like Barrow and stuff like that. Ended up getting kicked out of the league. But anyway, we walk into school to Woodall over in South Roxy, and I said to him, I wonder in our lifetime if Watford will ever get into Division One. And we were just talking about playing at school because we'd never we'd only ever been you know Division Three and Four, and then briefly in Division Two. And you just look back and think, oh yeah, you know, magic memories. Just mm. magic. Definitely, mate. Again, I'm Brandon again, so <laughs> no, no, it's good, mate. Um, Dino, mate, um, with all the 80s games that you know, obviously your old man, massive, massive Watford fan, has passed on his knowledge to you, mate. Is there any games, um, back in the 80s, obviously taking away the 84 Cup final, for instance, because that'll be an obvious one? Is there any games you would want to think, actually, I would have loved to have been old enough to go to that one? What in the 80s? I don't yeah, know. Mate. We probably beat in Liverpool, like Darren said. I think my old man said we won some games. I think he said we beat Sunderland 8-0 or something in one game. There's bloody many games, you know. I think he's told me we beat United away. All games like that, I'd have loved to have gone if I could remember any games beating the big boys. But, yeah, my old man always mentions a game about, you know, beating Sunderland 8-0. That'd be a fun one to go to. <laughs> you can see on, on YouTube, Dino. It's, it's on there. I've seen that now. And, and you're right, the, the, Luther getting the getting the double at uh, Old Trafford in the League Cup was magnificent because that United team was a pretty tidy team by then. And I remember again listening on the good old the good old radio set. I was in the kitchen that night, with, uh, and the beautiful thing was they used to have BBC Sports Night back then, and, and the irony was the cameras were at that ground, and it was just so good to see Blissett. Unfortunately, that was a time of a lot of football violence, and my mate was one of my mates, Dave. Um, he got got a bloody good hiding off from the United fans because United, when Watford turned up that night, it was like, oh, Watford, you know, with all due respect to United, they just, who are they? But they beaten 2-1 and beaten with two, you've probably seen it a hundred times, but those two goals Blissett got were belters, you know. Great times, great times. Definitely, mate. Right. Um, it's it's happening. Um, it's going to happen. It's um, the beer of the week, young man. Well, the beer of the week. Yeah, the, so for Harles, he wants a strong one in. It's uh, the light might be on here. You can see it. Called Voodoo Ranger. It's yeah. IPA from Canada, and it's seven uh, percent. So it's pretty strong. It's called the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. So I haven't tried it yet. I'll try it later. <laughs> uh, looks like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant mate brilliant right okay guys guys we'll be going very very shortly we've got another five minutes so we'll um see if uh dino's remembered any 70s players we've given you a few tips mate no no you're not over the sorry not... i'll study no. more for the 80s i have one for you the 80s definitely 80s 90s um bit obvious mate who's in midfield for that one but um we'll, we've got another couple of weeks before we um go to that one um yeah, I'm talking about Hessenthaler, mate. What you, uh, who do you think I was talking about? Uh, so Peter <laughs> Remnant from You Orns TV is on e evening, Peter. Always great to have him on the show as well. Um, right, okay, so a couple of people that are coming on. we got Friday night. Obviously, we'll be previewing at 8 o'clock um, the game coming up on the Sunday when we play Arsenal. We've got Arsenal Fan TV's Lee Judge. Lee Judge is coming back on. So, uh, very pleased to have him back on. So, we'll get his all his opinions on the game coming up Sunday, as indeed with Danny Iron with his quiz, uh, Arsenal Watford um, themed quiz coming up. Always 
um, brilliant to um, try and get through those uh, tongue teasers as well. And hopefully get Chrissy Anchit back on. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, say it, Pidge, won't, uh, won't to shout bingo. I <laughs> want to shout bingo, definitely, mate. Well done. Um, right, Sunday, uh, hopefully all being well. We should have Omar Ritzer, the under-23s coach, um, coming on the show. So we'll get his input on uh the obviously the academy the under 23s let's see if we can get um obviously we've been posting up as much lineups and uh, news and fixtures as we can in the last few weeks and really really want to push that just in, uh, like say with the uh women's team as well which i'll shout out in a second so we've got omar ritzer hopefully all being well coming on um the show at eight till nine on uh sunday night so uh, we'll get plenty of um questions over to omar and um yeah just really just uh, the main reason getting omar on is uh to basically plug the academy and let's um get more info and a lot of people like myself that are not too adverse in the academy just get a bit more understanding of the operation how it works and um yeah definitely and you know we're more than happy to support them as indeed um the women's team right okay so um obviously we drew yesterday bit obvious state the obvious we drew yesterday um against united in the prem next sunday we're at home to arsenal just remember guys and girls it's a 2 p.m kickoff um the women right it is a, a one as well because we're playing on sunday the women uh, not deliberately, but they are playing next saturday at home at kings langley against sheffield united um that's a 7 30 p.m kickoff so if you can get down, get down to that, that'll be fantastic. Obviously, we'll be posting up um, ticket details um, on the forum throughout the week. So if you can get down on uh, Saturday night uh, to watch the women's team. So just remember, Kings Langley Football Club, uh, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, Under-23s haven't got a game next week, but a week on Friday, they're in the league against Cardiff. That's a 1pm kickoff. Um, just, like, so just like to mirror, like we said yesterday, well done to the under-18s who won 3-0 at home to Millwall. That was yesterday. Uh, two weeks' time, they're away to Colchester in the league. That's an 11am kickoff. That's on a Saturday. So um, during the weeks, um, we'll post up everything, you know, women, women's team related, uh, under 23s, under 18s and everything else in between. So we'll be shouting out um, once again the fixtures on Friday night. Um, yeah, Dino, mate, <laughs> you can give us a few um, sneak previews of your 80s team if you want, mate, or any last words, um, you boys, you know, what do you reckon? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, get your predictions through for um, next week, by the way. Because I know you boys aren't going to be on here Friday. So, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon is going to happen at the um, Vic next uh, Sunday? Obviously, a football game. But what do you reckon the score's going to be? I, I would love to say a one nil. I really would. It's tough because, like Dino says, our home form has been so poorish. I'd love to go for one nil. I actually think it might end up one one. And, and like Cali said and Dino said. We need three points, not one. But I think it could be a one-one draw. I'm going to be, I'm going to say two-one. I agree, agree with Darren. But we have beaten Arsenal, and we can bully Arsenal. But yeah. we, I, I'm really not looking forward to going. To be honest, we're going to go. Me and Pidge always go to you know their own games, of course. But I'm not looking forward to it because most games at home lately have been absolutely dire. Like, yeah. They say the fans got to get behind us. The fans always do. 1881. We're well up for it. You know, we're always positive. We're not booing them coming out. But they just, I, I don't know what it is. We, 
I've got this funny feeling. I don't know why. I think we're going to beat them two one. I'm hoping I'm very right, but we That's can great. beat Arsenal if we can. We just need to take the lead. I think, like any team, if Watford could take the lead, we yeah. just need to finish them off. Arsenal will get upset and all that lot. Just keep a few of their best players quiet, like Saka and Smith Rowe. They haven't got a lot more, to be honest with you. They haven't got a lot. They've just got belief. But for some reason, I've got a pitch predictor in my head. Good lad, good lad. I honestly think, and I know we're going boring, it's going to be one goal in it. I honestly do think we're going to win 2-1. I really do. It's, uh, it's obvious people go, oh, God, you're doing your pitch predictor. You know what I'm like. Um, always put my heart in my head, but I do think my heart and my head's going to... Um, Co uh, coexist uh, this time, and I do think we'll concede a goal. But I think we, I think we can win two one next week. I really do. But I think it's more hopeful. Like Dino says, we have a good result, and then we cock it up at home. I, th I really do hope if we're gonna arrest that slump and uh, and start finding some consistency, the Arsenal game is a perfect opportunity to do so. And you imagine the confidence if we beat Arsenal. It'd be absolutely immense. The atmosphere and everything uh, everything like that would be absolutely amazing. Just remember, guys and girls, as well, on Friday, we will be um, shouting out little tidbits from the bunker, um, the number eight over the road, you know, and obviously you can pick up um, your Golden Pages fanzine. Uh, that's on sale just outside the ground by um, Tom, uh, Tom Wicks, uh, £3 as well. So we'll be shouting that out on Friday night. So um, look out for any um, new things um, in development in the bunker in the number eight pub. So we'll shout them out as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see all you guys and girls at eight o'clock on um, Friday night. But Darren, Dino, thank you ever so much, boys. Um, pleasure as always. Thank yeah. you. It was a cracking, cracking chat today, lads. It was such a shame you couldn't get on last week after that uh, fine performance at Villa. But I'm glad it's all back <laughs> up and running. Yeah, yeah. Thank also. God, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, so again, for, for you and your daughter and everybody, uh, exciting time. So, uh, God bless you. Yeah, no, cheers, cheers, mate. And congrats, obviously, congratulations to you in the recent weeks. Um, you've been turning into a granddad as well, mate. Definitely showing our age, haven't we, mate? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, guys and girls, thank you ever so much. Yeah, I think Moves is actually happy, Woody. Um, we've reached over 2,000. That's all down to you guys. Um, we never lose the sight of the fact that you guys make this podcast what it is. So thank you ever so much, every single one of you. Um you really make it enjoyable for us, guys. Uh, just like I say, once again, happy birthday to Tom Wally, the Watford legend. A massive, massive thank you to Callie. He's on um, right now. So we'll be posting up the link one, uh, right now. We'll be going off air now. So if you can hop on over to um, Mixcloud with Callie, we'll post that a link up as soon as I go off live. So as always, you've been beautiful. We've been TMA. It's good night from Canadian Darren. Good night, guys. It's good night from... <laughs> Dino, there you go. <laughs> it's good night from Pidge. Yeah. See you later, guys.